My name is Adrienne Finch, and I believe wholeheartedly that anyone from any background can create the success and happiness that they want. With my proven productivity hacks, business tactics, and a little mindset coaching, this podcast will unlock your greatest potential and transform you into the CEO of your own life, business, happiness, and success. So what are you waiting for? This is the Self-Made CEO Podcast. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Self-Made CEO Podcast. We are on episode number 35. Thank you so much for being here. How have you guys been doing? How's your 2020 going so far? I don't know about you, but I feel like January is like the longest month of the year. I feel like it goes on forever and ever and ever in a good way. And then I feel like every other month just flies by classic. And at the end of the year, I'm like, where the heck did the time go? I'm not even sure, but I'm so, so excited for this new year full of brand new podcast episodes. We're going to be covering so many topics, a lot of topics that we've already covered before, like manifestation and productivity hacks, things like that, and also some new topics. And something that I want to really start continuing to do is asking your guys' feedback on what types of topics and and what kind of things that you guys want to hear on this show and that you guys want to learn. So I actually asked, asked, Over on Instagram the other week, I asked what kind of podcast episodes and what kind of guests do you guys want to see on the show? I got so many good responses and if you guys aren't following me over there, it's at Adrian Finch. Go follow so that you guys can give me some podcast feedback. I actually asked on my self-made CEO podcast as well or Instagram as well. But the one that I decided to go with today, as you probably saw by the title, is um, Lillian Bray, one of my lovely followers, said, loving yourself or something to do with confidence. So I decided what a more fitting episode. I can't speak English. This tends to happen, especially in the new year. I haven't been recording as many podcasts uh, recently because I was on break for a bit, but I will learn how to speak again, I swear. So here we are. All right loving yourself, something to do with confidence. I felt like this was such a good episode to do today because I just feel like going into the new year, we we all kind of want to feel this, this refresh, this restart. We really want to reflect on our current selves, our current lives, and start improving ourselves. And we feel a lot more motivated to improve ourselves. And self-confidence is something that I can say I feel finally so good about. I finally just feel so confident in my own skin, so confident in who I am, in all my quirks, even confident in my weaknesses and my, you know, things that I don't love so much about myself. But I finally feel like I just fully embrace who I am and I'm so proud of who I am and I love who I am. And I know that can sound, you know, a little cocky or, you know, full of yourself, but no, I'm I'm so proud that I've gotten to this point because you guys no, I mean, it's not It's not an overnight journey. Learning to really, really be confident and to walk into any room and just own the room, be the most confident person in the room, love yourself the most, It's it doesn't happen in one second. It doesn't happen in the blink of an eye. It happens over your lifetime and at different phases and stages, you'll feel differently about yourself. But what we're here to do today is I'm going to kind of walk you through that process of how to really start being self-confident, really start not just loving yourself, but also improving upon the, the aspects of yourself that you potentially want to improve upon and change, and then just really learning to rock every room with that confidence, to walk in somewhere like you own the place, to really just feel, you know, so happy in your own skin. So, 
today we're going to be brutally, brutally honest with ourselves. That's what we kind of have to do in order to begin this journey. We have to look at ourselves. We have to get to know ourselves and we have to be really, really honest with ourselves. Okay. So put on your honesty hat because facing yourself head on, facing your demons, facing the things you don't like about yourself is the only way that you can improve and learn to love and embrace yourself and become the self-confident badass that I know each and every one of you are. So put on that honesty hat. We're going to get started. Going to give you guys a little bit of context as to kind of how you know, I've gotten to this point and then I'm actually going to walk you through sort of the steps that you can take and and the things that are necessary in order to begin being the most self-confident version of yourself to start loving yourself. So today, actually, a friend even DM'd me a little video of herself and she was feeling her outfit today. She said, I'm feeling this outfit. She looked so cute. She was wearing this nice businessy professional outfit because she has a, a, a big girl corporate job. <laughs> and she sent me a video and she's like, I'm feeling this outfit. And I was like, oh my God, girl, you look so good. And she messaged me back saying, yeah, I thought about putting it on my story, but then I just I hesitated because I don't know I didn't want people to think I'm like super full of myself I don't think I'm cool enough yet to like put a story like that on my Instagram and I said oh my gosh always put it on your story and I said but I know it's hard to feel confident to just put a video of yourself on your story you know if there maybe isn't some purpose or if you don't if you're not some influencer with all these followers I get it it can feel scary and a little bit out of your comfort zone to just post a video of yourself feeling yourself in your outfit but I said I know it feels hard but it's way more fun it's way more fun to just not care what anyone thinks and she responded and she's like yeah you know that's such a good point I really just in general need to stop caring so much what everyone thinks it's just I feel like things like this happen a lot where someone will say something like that and I so remember how it felt to be in that position to be kind of weary of putting stuff like that out there I was really concerned with what people thought of me and it was a journey to get to a point where I just didn't (laughs) and I'm going to talk about this later because I think there is a balance that needs to be had between caring what someone thinks about you just enough but not too much to change yourself for other people and to not be true to who you are and we're going to talk about that a little bit later But yes, believe it or not, Adrian Finch used to be this really awkward, gawky, nerdy middle schooler who was super not confident. I had really poofy, like haggard looking hair and I wore glasses and I had an overactive sweating problem in my armpits and (laughs) just all sorts of things. And you guys, I was not confident in who I was. And I'm I've gone through many an awkward stage and that's just life. I'm sure you guys have as well. But even when I was older, you know, there were times when I got rejected from several jobs or, you know, one time I really, really wanted to be a host, like an on-air host. And I worked at this company that finally kind of gave me the opportunity to try hosting. And I remember the very first time they gave me a chance to host, I royally screwed it up. I thought I did a great job. They had to email me later and be like, Adrian, so sorry. We had to completely throw away what you did because you just like were not energetic enough. You looked miserable. Like it was not good. So we had to completely redo it. And I just remember like feeling like such crap about myself. But then I basically looked at it and I said, okay, I have two options. 
I can take this feedback and never try to host again and never try to improve on it and like let what they said dictate, you know, what I think I'm capable of. Or I can take that feedback to heart, work at it, work at it, work at it, practice on my own and come back to them and beg them to give me another chance and prove to them that I'm better than I was before. And it takes a lot of courage and, you know, gut to do that. And I ended up doing that. And it was one of the most rewarding experiences of my life because I went back to them and it turned out they didn't end up letting me host again only because just logistically like they couldn't but I ended up getting a personal email from the director of the company saying like thank you so much for taking the initiative to learn and get better and to practice on your own and to come show us that you valued and cared about improving this we would have loved to have you try hosting again like that's the kind of initiative we want to see and I just remember feeling so proud of myself because I took this really really sad moment like I felt so crappy about myself when they said I was so bad they had to throw it away and I turned it into one of the best learning experiences of my life I turned their opinion around and they decided to you know that they would give me a chance And I think experiences like that in your life also just help shape the future you. Like I still remember that story so many times when I'm thinking about other things, when other, you know, moments come up where maybe I don't get the feedback that I want to hear. I always remember that story and how, you know, I felt like I was at my lowest low and that I felt so crappy. I almost gave up and quit. And then I decided to take it upon myself to try to improve and to practice and to grow and be confident in my ability. And then I was able to prove them wrong. So that's just a random story. I just want to like kind of show you guys that I have not always been as confident as I am now. It definitely takes time and it's a process. But again, like now I feel so confident and people are always telling me like, how are you so confident? You literally are the most confident person. And I always remind them it's, you know, I wasn't always this way. But you guys, no matter where you're at right now, you have the ability to to be the most confident person in the room. Like if people think that you're shy and timid, you can flip that around and it just takes kind of going through these steps that I'm going to talk to you about and just time and patience and just embracing every learning opportunity and embracing every piece of feedback and every rejection or quote-unquote failure and just like taking that as a learning experience and taking that as you're a human being you're going to make mistakes and you're going to improve upon them and this is all how we figure out and find out who we are and how we formulate who we are so Really step one is getting to know yourself. You have to get to know yourself in order to become self-confident, okay? And don't get me wrong, this is always going to be changing. You are constantly growing and evolving and changing and who you are now might not be who you are in five years or 10 years, but that's okay. You just need to start becoming very self-aware and very reflective. So it all kind of makes sense and how I like to think about it is I literally like to think that I am two people and that I need to nurture my relationship with myself the same way I would nurture my relationship with a best friend or with a boyfriend. I need to constantly be asking myself questions, having conversations with myself analyzing things that I do and things that I say and just really like having some one-on-one time with myself to get to know myself and getting to know yourself also involves unlearning a lot of the limiting beliefs that we have about ourselves or a lot of the limiting beliefs that we have because of things other people have told us our whole lives We're getting really real with these beliefs today and we also have to determine kind of which ones of these are legitimate, like which beliefs are real beliefs that, you know, we want to have that we do have and which ones are limiting that we maybe got from external factors that are preventing you from unlocking your full potential and from being as confident and loving yourself as much as I know you can. Because remember you guys, perception is reality, meaning that what we choose to believe 
and perceive is what ends up being our truth. If you believe that your voice is annoying and you hate your voice, then you're never going to start that podcast that you wanted to start because you don't think that anyone will want to listen. Because if you think your voice is annoying, it must be annoying, right? But if you can learn to love and embrace your voice, you'll find that not only do others also love and embrace your voice, but you won't have prevented yourself from even starting that project or that podcast in the first place. So my job today is to help you break down these negative or false perceptions of yourself and help build up that confidence. So when it really comes down to it, here is how you can get to know yourself. You're going to get some paper and a pen or get your phone, or if you're driving right now, you can just think about this and you can do this later or just think about these things. And you're going to write down 10 skills that you have. So 10 things that you're good at. They can be skills, they can be characteristics, traits, habits, anything, anything that you love about yourself, that you're good at, things that you know. And if you're like, Adrian, I can't think of anything that's wrong. I'm going to call some bullshit on you because you know that you are good at things. You know that you have skills. So I want you to dig deep, find those skills, write them all down. Then I want you to write down 10 weaknesses, 10 things that you wish you could improve upon or things that you don't love about yourself currently. So how you're going to know that you're making progress on this over time is that you want your list of things you're good at to be increasing and your list of weaknesses to be decreasing. So, okay, for me, for example, the things that I would put down on like my weaknesses list would be I procrastinate, I'm bad at replying to texts and emails in a timely manner, and I have a big forehead. <laughs> so those are like things in, those three things are in kind of separate categories, but those are things that are on my list. And to be honest, I mean, there's more that I, I'm sure that I would like to improve upon that are more specific, but, but really like most of my things are on the other list. I have worked so hard at getting a lot of those things that I wasn't confident about up onto that skills list, the things I'm good at, the things I'm confident in. So write yours down and just know it is okay if you have like a million things that you don't like and like one thing you do. We're going to change that. Don't even worry about it. Remember, this is all just about getting to know yourself. So be as honest with yourself as possible. No one has to see this except for you. You're the only person looking at this, thinking about this. So don't be afraid. Put it all down on paper. Be very honest with yourself, okay? So then out of those things that you wrote down, I want you to categorize them between controllable things and non-controllable things. So an example of a controllable, which would just be something that you could control, that you could change or get better at, etc. Examples of those could be not being in shape, not being punctual, not being a morning person, okay? Those are all things that may be your current situation, but you can make changes to change those. Examples of a non-controllable would be like saying, I don't like that I'm tall, I don't like my voice. Like you can't change your height, right? I mean, if you're short, I guess you can wear heels, but, but you can't, overall, you cannot like change your physical height. That is one example of a non-controllable, okay? So I want you to look at each one of these, both the controllables and the non-controllables first. And I want you to ask yourself these questions. Why don't I like this thing? Like, what about this bothers me? When did it start bothering me? Have I always been like this? Why haven't I tried to fix it? Or have I tried to fix it? And why haven't, hasn't it worked? Um, and I also want you to ask your thing, yourself things like, is this something that I truly want to change? Or am I just comparing myself to someone else? Or is someone else telling me that I should change this? And I want you to be really, really honest. Really think because some of these answers may not come directly to you. You might really have to think for a second. 
And I want you to dig deep and step all the way backwards and really get to the root of like, what is making you not like this? So for me, for example, with why do I not like that I have a big forehead? Well, I definitely got bullied for it when I was younger. When I was in like middle school and high school, I got bullied for my big forehead. So when I dig back, it's funny, like I don't feel like it's because of that, but it's absolutely because of that. Like I was told for so many years that I had a big forehead and that like, you know, that wasn't that attractive. And so I, you know, believed that it wasn't that attractive. I look at myself in the mirror and I think that's not that attractive. So I really want you guys to reflect and dig deep and figure out why don't you like these things about yourself or why aren't you good at these things and then figure out truly like would changing this about you make you happy or would it make someone else happy or would you just be doing it because someone else told you you should like really just ask yourself all these questions okay. And I, and I want you to first ask yourself these with the controllables because I have some more specific things for the non-controllables, but the controllables are things you can actually start taking steps right now to improve upon or tomorrow if you want. And so you can easily flip these from weaknesses to strengths or from dislikes to likes, but I want you to make sure that the things on this list are things that by improving upon them will make you happy, regardless of if it will make someone else happy or not. Do not go changing for people, okay? Like, you are uniquely you for a reason, and that's what makes you cool and appealing, I promise you. So make the change if it's going to make you happy, and that's something you need to practice doing as well. Don't feel like you need the validation from other people if you can look at something and just be happy with it yourself that's when you start really becoming confident that you don't need those people to tell you that you know you're pretty for you to believe it like you can believe it and people can also tell you you're pretty but you don't need that in order to believe it that's when you know that you're becoming self-confident So you're probably wondering, should I care about what people think of me or not? Speaking of kind of what we just talked about, should I care? Does it matter what people think? And the answer to that is both yes and no. And what I've realized over time is that the key to this is finding a balance. So you don't just want to say like, F everyone, I don't care what anyone thinks ever, because that can hurt people. You know, if someone is giving you some honest feedback, like, hey, you hurt my feelings. And you're just like, I don't care. I don't care what you think. I am who I am. I say what I say you know, that's a little bit extreme and people can end up hurt and that's not really benefiting you in the long run. But you also, on the flip side, don't want to care so much what people think that you never step outside of your comfort zone and that you only do things to please others and never yourself, you know? Like you don't want to just be changing for someone else left and right. So you want to find that balance between caring what people think, but like not so much that you're going to change yourself for others. So here's the deal with this. People are going to give you feedback your entire life. People are always going to tell you their two cents whether you ask for it or not. That is the reality of life, okay? And the important part, as I just mentioned, is determining which feedback to listen to and which to not listen to. So which feedback should let you, you know, like change things about yourself? Which ones are you going to sit there and say, wow, you know what, that was really valuable, like, I want to change this about myself because that's good feedback or which ones are like stupid crappy things people say where you're like you know what I'm not going to let the thing this person said bring me down I'm not going to let it change who I believe I am I'm going to ignore it so how do we kind of determine that well an example is like if if three different friends of mine recently called me up 
and this is this is going to kind of be on like a case-by-case basis so here's one example if three different friends called me up recently and said hey adrian you know lately you've been just interrupting a lot when we talk and it makes me feel like you don't care what i have to say and that what you have to say is more important all right if i got that feedback from even one person but let alone three different people you know that's a sign to me that okay this is becoming a problem this is something that more than one person are noticing and it's not making them happy and I don't want to ever make someone feel upset like that right so that's something that I would definitely want to change because I never want to make anyone feel like that and chances are because I know myself so well I know that I'm probably just interrupting because I'm extremely ADHD and I get really excited easily about things and so you know like if someone is talking and I just like jump in with a thought it's all about becoming more self-aware. So actually that was a piece of feedback I got like a few years ago. And ever since then, I've been very, very aware of it and I'll still interrupt people, but now I'm aware. So when I do, I'll be like, I'm so sorry. I just interrupted you. What were you saying? And it just helps so much, you know, but for example, here's another example of something that I wouldn't necessarily change. If someone told me that, you know, you're just a lot, like you have an intense personality, you're overwhelming, you're loud, whatever, which believe me I've been told this okay but I don't let that get to me anymore because I know that I'm that way and I love that I'm that way I am a lot I have a big personality when I walk in a room you probably know that I'm in the room (laughs) because I'm loud and I'm just very energetic and I love that about myself and I've had people that have been like it's too much for me you know other people are very introverted and maybe it really is just too intense for them and Part of like what I've learned going through this journey of finding self-confidence is that not everyone is going to vibe with me and my big personality. And that is okay. It's okay if someone doesn't. Because for every one person that kind of doesn't vibe with me or doesn't, you know, thinks I'm a lot, 10 people don't think I'm too much and love who I am. And so it's like, it's okay that not everyone is going to like vibe with that. That's okay. I cannot make every single person like me. But it's just most importantly that I love that aspect of me. So that would be the example of something that I wouldn't go trying to change simply because like one person told me they didn't like it. So the reason that we're creating this list and really, really reflecting on each and everything is to help us determine which things we want to work on improving and loving about ourselves and why. Why, why, why do we want to? Which ones are the most important? Which ones do we actually want to change? And which ones do we think that we have limiting beliefs about because of what other people have said and that we actually instead just want to learn to embrace and love it and not change for those people? And as you get to know yourself better and better, you're also going to start to view like every circumstance and, and others feedback like in a case-by-case basis kind of way, you're going to start viewing it through a filter because you're going to get so used to it. So like, for example, when I was younger, I took things people said very much to heart. For example, I had some boyfriends who would, you know, if I broke up with them or whatever, if we got in a fight, like they would say some nasty stuff, like very personally attacking things. And when I was that young, like I would believe what they were saying. And it was because I was still trying to figure out who I was and learn my own identity. And because I didn't know who I was, I wasn't confident in myself yet. And so I only had what other people said to go off of. And it painted me a really skewed picture of who I was because, you know, these boyfriends would give me some personal attack, like, well, you're ugly or whatever. And I'd be like, am I? Because I didn't fully yet, you know, figure out that like, no, I feel like I'm unique and beautiful and whatever it is. 
So I only had what other people were saying. And over time, as I learned about myself and improved myself and grew more into the person that I wanted to be, which by the way, like I said, is always forever growing and changing. But once I learned, you know, more about myself, I learned not to take those things so much to heart. Now, if someone takes a personal stab at me and says something like that, like I so easily can just recognize that it's a stab or recognize that someone is trying to hurt me and that it's not true. And I don't let things like that change my beliefs about myself anymore. And sometimes I have to like catch myself because, you know, sometimes you hear it and it's hard to not let something that someone says like hurt you, right? It's like we're not just these metal shields. We have feelings. But hey, I I hear what you're saying. I'm not going to let what you're saying change how I view myself. In my last two relationships, uh, both guys that I was with loved me and cared about me, but there was this issue like they would not commit. They were non-committal. They would not enter into an actual official committed relationship with me. And since it happened twice in a row, I started wondering if it was something about me. I was like, why are these guys like not wanting to date me when in my past guys have wanted to commit to me and wanted to be with me and these guys both are just like non-committal like they're there but they're not they don't want to fully be with me it's like they wanted to keep their options open so I started thinking like okay what is it about me it must be something about me and it's healthy to ask yourself that and to self-reflect and and to question things like that but with this particular situation I kind of had to catch myself and I realized nope you know what it's not me I did everything I could I am confident in who I was as a girlfriend, as a supporter, as a friend. I was always there for them and I felt like I was chill and lenient and like at the end of the day, those guys just weren't right for me and that's okay. And so I didn't let what they said, I didn't let the fact that it didn't work out say anything about who I am. I didn't let it change my confidence in myself in a relationship. I'm still as confident and I just realized those people were not right for me and that's okay. So those are just some some personal, personal examples. But next, I want us to focus some extra attention on those non-controllables, okay? But before we do that, we're going to take a quick break and we will be right back. All right, so back to the non-controllables. So these are often the hardest to gain confidence in and it's pretty self-explanatory why. It's because they cannot be controlled. They can't be changed. So you, so you might not like something about yourself and you're like, well, shit, I can't change this. That sucks, right? So it's so sometimes it's the hardest to become confident with these things. And I wanna talk to you kind of about what we can do to navigate this. So You may feel like it's impossible to start loving something you currently hate, but I want you to know it's not so black and white like that and you just need to be patient. So for me, I'm going to use my forehead example because that's something I definitely can't change unless I got like hair plugs or like a forehead reduction surgery, which I don't think is a thing. Um, (laughs) So for me with my forehead, here's where I'm at now. I still don't love my forehead. I don't like my hairline. I don't love that my forehead is on the larger side, but where I'm at is that I don't mind it anymore. So when I was younger, my forehead was like all I could think about. It stood out to me. People bullied me about it. I would look in the mirror and like hate it. I was constantly thinking about how people were looking at my forehead and in photos I hated how it looked. So it was like so 
just on the forefront of my mind. I was so self-conscious and I wished more than anything that it wouldn't be that way. I was like, God, I just wish I had a smaller forehead. Like I would literally go to bed and be like, please like universe, give me a smaller forehead, (laughs) which I realize is ridiculous because obviously that can't be changed. Um, but first of all, I realized that there were more important things in the world. Like, holy crap, there are so many more important things in the world than my big forehead. Not only did I grow into it as I got older, I mean, it's still big, but like it was huge when I was a child. Um, but I realized there were just more important things in the world. And I decided to just accept that like, yes, it's big. And guess what? Who cares? It's fine. It doesn't make me less pretty. People don't notice nearly as much as I do. And how do I know that? Well, I've actually talked to people about it and people are literally like, what? Oh, I guess it's like a little bit bigger, but uh, I don't even know. Like people don't notice things that you notice. I'm telling you, they don't. They really don't. You notice things the most. You are your own worst critic. I promise you. Um, So I just consciously decided to, instead of focus on my forehead and how I don't like it, I decided to focus on the features that I liked about myself and that I was grateful for instead. Because I guarantee you for every like one thing you don't like about yourself, there are like a million things that you will like about yourself. And I also just think that there's kind of this false notion that you should be walking around like loving everything about yourself and like, like being obsessed with your forehead. Like, and that's just not the case. And that's okay. Like, it's okay to not be obsessed with your forehead. I'm not. I'm, I am I will confidently say right now that I still don't like my forehead. But am I letting that get in the way of my life, get in the way of my confidence, my beauty, my perception of myself? No. So I don't love it, but I'm not letting it affect and dictate who I am, how confident I am, how I see myself. And that's just, that's the place that we aim to go. It's unrealistic to say that you need to love everything about yourself. Oh my God, you better be obsessed and worship your giant forehead. No, it's okay to not do that, right? And I'm, I'm sure all of you guys have examples of stuff like this. Like, I want you to know it's okay to not love everything. It's about not letting it change how you view yourself, not letting it, you know, take away opportunities for yourself, not let it just make you miserable it's about embracing your uniqueness be okay with having something that you don't love okay that's life anyway moving on to the next thing so that was all all of that was kind of under the whole like get to know yourself better reflect on yourself talk about your strengths and weaknesses decide which things you want to and are willing to change in order to become more confident and which things can you learn to accept so that you can become more confident and then I want to say the next thing is you gotta stop comparing yourself to others you just have to stop one of the biggest like roadblocks in the way of you becoming self-confident and loving yourself is comparing yourself to other people so I actually made an entire podcast episode on this topic it's episode 35 how to stop comparing yourself to others so I'm not going to get fully into it but I just want to say it is so 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 important to not compare yourself to others because at the end of the day, you are you and they are them and everyone has a different path. Everyone has a different personality. If someone's better at something than you, who cares? You're better at something than other people too. Like everyone that's looking, like the people that you're looking up to, for every person you look up to, there's someone looking up to you and we're all doing it. We're all comparing. So just be very mindful of what kind of things are making you feel not confident. And if it's something on Instagram, if you're Um, you know, scrolling through Instagram and someone is so gorgeous that it just like makes you feel like crap about yourself, maybe unfollow them. It's not like they did anything wrong, but if that's making you feel crappy every time you see it, don't look at it anymore. 
Like be very conscious and aware of the things that you are looking at and who you're comparing yourself to um, because that is the number one thing that's going to slow down your process of becoming confident. And going hand in hand with that is celebrate your victories, big and small. Celebrate them, okay? They're your victories. They're no one else's. And it's so important to celebrate them. I think that what a lot of people do is instead of like celebrating the small baby steps and the victories, they're they're getting over they're they're like having that victory but then they're immediately looking to the next thing and getting upset at themselves for not being even better and this is obviously just such flawed logic because how can you ever like be okay with yourself if you're not embracing like every little baby step but you're just putting yourself down every step of the way it's just not gonna work so I'm gonna give you guys a funny little example of this because I don't know if any of you guys are bachelor fans I actually only have watched like a couple seasons but I did start watching this season of the bachelor with pilot Pete and for those of you who haven't seen I'm just gonna give you this example something happened on last night's episode that was like a perfect example of this situation so basically they had a group date so it was a bunch of girls and peter and the girls what they were doing for the date is they were actually picking out outfits and doing like a runway fashion fashion show now the judges said that the point of the fashion show was to showcase your personality so they weren't even saying like oh you have to be the prettiest in the room or like you know whatever they were like we just want to see your confidence and we want to see your personality shine so if you have a big wild wacky personality maybe you would choose like a crazy outfit and really just rock it or maybe you would like skip down the runway and I don't know do a flip whatever it was right that was the point of the group date and it was a competition so there was this one girl Victoria and she you could tell she was like very insecure she was not confident in herself she wasn't confident in like her ability to really show him who she was because she didn't fully really know who she was she was just like not very confident at all and getting really stressed out and emotional about this contest but let me tell you It ended up being awesome because basically all the girls did the runway competition and she decided she's like, okay, screw it. I'm just going to completely go outside my comfort zone and like put myself out there. I'm going to wear this crazy outfit and I'm going to just own the runway. And she literally owned the freaking runway. And you could tell that was like a big, huge deal for her because she's someone that's just not that confident and not secure. And that's the last thing on earth she wanted to do was walk down a runway and like show her body and all of that. And she rocked it. And she rocked it so much that she got second place. So her and one other girl, who, mind you, is a literal professional model, the other girl, Hannah Ann. She's a professional model. Victoria and Hannah Ann were the top two in the whole competition of this runway thing. So in my mind, I'm like, oh my gosh, good for you, you badass girl. You went outside your comfort zone. You rocked that runway. And you even got second place place and I was like so proud as a viewer because I know how it feels being super uncomfortable doing something and then just forcing yourself to do it anyway go outside that comfort zone and prove to yourself that you can do it right and for me like sometimes the victory isn't even oh she got second place the victory is the fact that you put yourself in that position like you did something that you aren't comfortable with and that is a victory that's exciting and that's something to be proud of But this girl who got second, Victoria, instead of like being happy with herself, she got so mad and so upset and sad and was crying because she lost, because she didn't get first place. So she went from not even wanting to do the competition at all, being so insecure, to winning second place and being just so upset that she didn't get first. And I think this is just such a prime example of just like 
the fact that you can't just go from not doing something at all so in this case like from not being confident at all to suddenly just being the best at it right it doesn't work that way step one for her was just doing the thing that makes you uncomfortable and then the more you you know get good at that then maybe you would place like you would get second and then maybe you would eventually get first like the fact that she even placed like got second oh my god I, if that were me I would have been so proud of myself I would have been I would have been like wow first of all I lost to a literal professional model like if she had hadn't beat me like that would be weird it'd be weird if I beat her right but she wasn't thinking that way she was thinking that she was so upset that she didn't get first so I just felt like that's a perfect example you guys can look into your own lives of situations like this and like be grateful for those little victories even if you lose if she had gotten dead last like if that were me and I was so nervous to do it and then I did it and I did it with confidence and I rocked the runway and I still got last place I would have left that though still feeling like so happy and confident because I would have just been proud of myself for doing it so try to like be nicer to yourselves you guys try to celebrate your victories no matter what And that's actually, that leads me to my very last point, which is just be nicer to yourself. We all need to practice being nicer to ourselves and to break up with our negative self-talk because it is the most destructive thing. We are the only ones, you guys, in charge of our own happiness, our own success. You have one life to live. We all have one life to live. And it's time that we just be nicer to ourselves. Be thankful for your body, your working body that keeps you breathing and keeps you experiencing life every single day. Be thankful for your working mind. Be thankful that your biggest problem might be that you don't have, you know, the amount of self-confidence that you wish you had. The more that we outwardly are grateful for these things, the more that we attract more and more of the same things into our lives so I love to practice some daily gratitude and some daily affirmations I've told you guys this before but I keep two little pieces of paper in whatever book I'm reading currently by my nightstand and one of the pieces of paper I have these right in front of me right now says my identity my desires and the other one says I am and then gives a list of who I am so I wrote my identity and my desires and I wrote them basically as like things I'm grateful for um, but in the present tense even if I don't have it yet so I wrote like I am debt free thank you I own a successful business thank you I made my first one million dollars thank you so okay these aren't true yet these are goals that I have but this is the identity that I want to be building for myself and I want to say it you know like I want to express this gratitude and say thank you for these things that I don't yet have to begin opening my mind to those and to begin attracting those into my life so then for the daily affirmations and these ones I highly recommend if you're going to do one thing do this write on a piece of paper I am and then write every quality and trait that you currently are that you love and also all of the traits that you are going to work on improving but write them down as if you are that now so I said mine are this I am giving, I am successful, I am wealthy, I am genuine, I am grateful, I am fulfilled, I am happy, I am in love, I am loyal, I am generous, I am memorable, I am people's role models, I am fit, I am healthy, I am alive, I am thankful. So out of all of those on the list, I would say that I'm not all of those things. I would not consider myself yet in love (laughs) or wealthy. But those are things that I aspire to be and what I want to be my identity. And so the more that you can say positive affirmations about yourself every day, the more that you believe them and the more that you will be confident in who you are. And just remember, like everyone else 
thinks you're cool. I promise. Like if you don't, other people still do. And it's all about also just faking it till you make it. Even if you don't feel like the most confident person right now, if you can just act the most confident, like you're soon going to literally trick your brain into actually being that confident it's all kind of an act sometimes like when I'm nervous for something I just try to really pretend like I'm not and pretty soon I'm not and it's actually very crazy how that works (laughs) but anyway so that wraps up this episode actually on being more confident learning to love yourself so to kind of wrap it up I'm just gonna go back over what I said I talked a lot about how getting to know yourself and really understanding your strengths and your weaknesses and the things you like and don't like about yourself is step one in really learning to be confident and to love yourself because without knowing yourself you can't love yourself so really be constantly reflecting write these things down and try to really get to know yourself have a one-on-one meeting with yourself and just get to know yourself and then with that when you're deciding which things that you want to begin improving upon and kind of creating an action plan for you know setting goals and improving make sure that you understand why you want to improve those make sure that you're improving them for the right reasons for yourself so that you are happy and because you will love yourself with this new skill or with this new characteristic not just for other people right don't just go changing yourself because someone else said that you should I want you guys to want to be you know this way so just really reflect there as much as you can And just understand that you're always going to get feedback and it's up to you to kind of keep a balance between what feedback you want to listen to and take to heart and make changes and which ones you just want to be like, you know what, I'm not changing for you. So, ha. (laughs) Um, And then obviously stop comparing yourself to others. Stop. Just don't do it. It's not worth it. It is so not worth it. Everyone has their own journey. In fact, if you're going to compare yourself to someone else, be happy for other people's successes. The more that you can be genuinely happy for someone else instead of jealous or angry or like greedy, the more that you're going to attract that into your own life. Like you're going to be more successful because you are so supportive of other people's success. If you're trying to push other people down, you're going to push yourself down. And then lastly, it's kind of celebrate your victories. Like outwardly really be aware when you make little progress even if it's so so small even if it's like hey I talked to a stranger today and normally I'm really not outgoing and I wish I was more outgoing like that's a huge deal the fact that you maybe said hi to the grocery store clerk whatever it is celebrate the victories no matter how small they are okay and then be nicer to yourself just say nice things about yourself be thankful for the life that you live for who you are for the things that you are good at and just take every day and just try to make little baby steps. Remember, in order to make big changes in our lives and build new habits, it's just about taking small and consistent steps. So that wraps up today's episode. Thank you guys so, so much for listening. If you guys could go over and leave a rating and review on iTunes, I would appreciate it so, so much. I have a couple fun things coming up um, soon. If you guys want to be a guest on the Self Made CEO podcast, send an e- email over to selfmadeceopodcast at gmail.com. Remember, you can follow the Instagrams. Everything is linked in the show notes. And I cannot wait to catch you guys in the next episode. See you later. Bye.